Good morning, welcome to the Atheists in the Desert podcast. Uh, thanks for tuning in. Um, it's Friday, and you know, I woke up this morning with just one of those days where, like, I think I talked about it, you know, in my emptiness podcast, if you listen to that one, but I just have, I, I just have one of those feelings this morning of, like, I, like nothing satisfies me. <laughs> you know, there's no goal today. It's just, I got to do some work, get some things done. I got, you know, whatever it's Friday. Like I don't. And, and again, maybe I'll call this podcast today, empty, emptiness part two, but in a way I like it. I like feeling this way because No external thing will give me joy. It, it's all short-term stuff, right? You know, like I, like you've heard me say in the past, you know, I was used to be a drinker. So, you know, I go sit down and drink alcohol for a while. That helped sometimes. You know, sometimes I'll go to the casino, play some poker. And again, I'm not saying there's anything wrong with those things if you're able to do that. But the problem for me is those things become obsessions of the mind. And, and I think I got to do them more. And I, le- I need to learn to embrace my, I call this feeling I get now sometimes, emptiness. Because, like I said in my emptiest podca- emptiness podcast, I feel like I'm in an emptying out phase. I think that I've gotten to a point in my life at 41 years old that I was trying to get to all these other points before. You know, make money. Well, oh, well first of all, get married, have some kids, make money, have a house, you know, blah, blah, blah. And like, as I acquire these so-called things that we think we need, they don't satisfy me. I mean, they're, they're nice. I'm not, you know, it's, it's fine. You know, I like being married, you know, my kids, you know, but they're not, again, they're not here for me. I mean, that's the thing. I think sometimes people And maybe I'm guilty of this, you know. I thought that certain things were going to make me feel better or make me happy. And they have not. They have short term. But I can't... I can't think... I can't think of anything right now at this moment in the morning. At 6.30 in the morning. That is going to make me feel better instantaneously. And I'm okay with that. Because... Like I like I said before, when I used to drink, you know, Friday, hey, maybe I get get into the bar by one o'clock and meet meet a couple buddies, and you know, come home at eight and be messed, be buzzed up and drunk, and you know, maybe I'll take the family out for dinner, and you know, that was usually my Friday, right? That kind of felt like a good Friday. Well, I don't have that anymore. So now it's like I need to take life on with no buffer. I I need to to take life head on with, with no buffer. And um, that can be a challenge. It can definitely be a challenge. I don't think that feeling this way is necessarily a bad thing. And I think I said it, I don't know if I said it yesterday, but maybe it was something I was thinking about yesterday, that when I get these feelings now, I, I want to feel them. 
I might not like them, but I want to feel this way. Because I want to encompass and embrace all things that are part of my being, that are part of my brain. And this feeling that I have this morning of just kind of numbness, dullness, I don't really care about much, is part of me. It's part of me. I have felt this way numerous times. I have felt this way, again, I think I felt this way a lot before I picked up alcohol again six years ago because I thought that I needed something to just liven me up once in a while. And alcohol did work for a lot of years. And probably if I went back to it, it would work again. But so to speak these days, for lack of a better way to describe it, I don't have anything to look forward to in a sense. And that's okay. See, automatically we're trained and we're conditioned to believe that, again, when I have a negative feeling or or I don't feel a certain way, that I, I just need to get away from it immediately. Sometimes you just need to accept it. You just, it, 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 I am, I woke up this morning feeling this way. You know, I had a couple things going on at work this morning that didn't go my way and it's kind of bothering me a little bit, but whatever, it, that's fine. I'll deal with it. But that didn't even, I don't think that's even contributing to what's, how I'm feeling right now. I am just kind of blah this morning and, and, you know, I got money in the bank. I, there's no external major issues going on right now, you know? And it just proves to me once again, for myself, I can't speak for anyone else, but for somebody like me, that no external thing is going to cure what is going on in my brain. It's just not. Um... You know I don't believe in free will and you know I don't believe necessarily in, you know, know, I believe in life is a lot of luck. Uh, It's a lot of, uh, hey, you make this path over this path and that type of thing. But I do believe there are chemicals in our brains and certain synapses that flash over others the more you go a different direction, let's say, or, you know, and so I will say that. I've been doing this diet thing for the last couple of weeks and getting to the gym a little bit. And, and that I have felt a little more balanced these last couple of weeks. And kind of laying off just, you know, because I love food. And I could sit down and hammer food. And I've lost a few pounds. And I, you know, it's the thing I'm doing right now. And I think, I think there are things that you can do to kind of help yourself. And I don't know if I necessarily call that free will. I mean, you might sit there and go, oh, there's your, your, you're against your free will argument, Chad. Maybe, maybe, but I think that ability was always there because I, I have had that ability to, to buckle down and do things. I, m- I remember the one, the one main time, the one first time that I buckled down and, you know, worked at something was at my junior year in high school. I wanted to try out for the basketball team. So I started working out lifting weights, running. I was in the, probably the best shape ever. I, I ran a mile in the gym class that year in like six minutes. And I still didn't make the basketball team. And it was just crazy because, you know, we were doing wind sprints on in the gymnasium and I was the first one. And I, I mean, I just, I, I couldn't believe I couldn't make the team. It was, it was crazy. But politics, no, I don't know. Probably because I was a five foot eight short guy, you know. <laughs> but, um, 
getting off topic a little bit. I don't even know what my topic is going to be. To be honest with you, I don't know. I think I may, I may go emptiness two, part two, just because that's where I'm at today. I'm, I'm just empty. I just feel empty. You know, I, I, I it's my first, my first week back at work this week. Um, after being gone two weeks and we're pretty slow we have a lot of our crews are sitting because I like you know my week my second week leaving obviously was unexpected because you know I had the, the family death and I had to leave and, and while I was gone you know two of the other guys were gone so you know it wasn't just that I was gone so being back a week I've already put you know three new jobs in the book I got two three jobs starting next week so it, you know it takes a good week for me to get things going again but the way I am as an insecure person I always automatically you know, assume that well, I don't know, it's, it's all my fault why we're slow. <laughs> you know, it's not all my fault. Um, so I don't know if that's attributing to my emptiness feeling. It could be. Again, I don't think it is because, like I've said from the start, I, I don't think depression, anxiety, emptiness, whatever, feeling melancholy, I don't think it's causal. I just don't think it is. Now, there's probably people out there that will disagree with me, much smarter people than me that say, oh, no, it's it's melatonin or serotonin levels in your brain and, you know, or, you know, and it's, um, I mean, it it is causal. Like, well, if you're in dire straits or I was listening to a Joe Rogan podcast yesterday and he had a guy on there and they were talking about this guy's theory was that, you know, depression is caused. Like if you're in a bad situation, you're going to feel crappy. Well, yeah, I get that. I understand that if I don't have any food or if I don't, you know, I'm in constant pain all the time or whatever, you know, I get that. That's but that's an external thing, you know. And I think there's a couple of different I think there's two different kinds of depression, anxiety. I think there's the kind that it's just like a normal everyday person that gets depressed once in a while because they lost their job. But I I don't I don't think you can use the word depression to describe how you feel if you if you lose something externally. I think depression is is something that it's inside of you. It's, it's not because like I've said a million times, if you listen to all my podcasts, I, I felt this way my entire life, my entire life. I have had anxiety. I've been a worrier. I've been depressed. It's never been different. The story that I tell myself may say that when I feel these things presently, they are the worst they've ever been. But I don't think that's the case. I remember being 14 years old and sitting in the basement, my basement bedroom, looking in the mirror at my, I had acne and I was all like paranoid about it and just being depressed that that's how I looked, you know? But I don't think it was the acne that caused me to feel depressed. I think that I just picked something I was feeling that way and I decided to label it something. And at that point, I, 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 decide, I decided to label it being insecure from my acne and, and go on and go on and go on. You know, the story of when I was in fourth grade and the bully was bullying me and he might not even have been bullying me. That might have been the story I was telling myself. I might have been a little jerk. Who knows? But I was really obsessed with it and I couldn't, you know, I would go into my parents' bedroom and I mean, again, just this... I've always had this obsessive thought process in my brain when it comes to stuff. And I've always tried to label it and say, well, it's because of A. It's because of B I feel this way. It's because of C I feel this way. No, it's not. It is not. It's there. I think that 
one day we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna discover because we're still learning about the brain. We still don't know everything, but I think we're gonna discover that these traits of depression and, and maybe people are already talking about this. I don't know. I I don't think I'm on the forefront of anything, but these depression these traits of like depression, anxiety, worry. I mean, they're already saying that you know alcoholism and, and addiction are are genetic. Okay, so if those things are genetic, I mean. You know, I, I think I've read stuff that they say depression is genetic and stuff like that. So, you know, these traits, you know, that we have, they're they're just like having a blue eyes. You know, they're just like having being five foot eight. They're just like you know whatever it is, and that's okay. I think I can live. I can live with myself when I feel these ways. If, I, in my opinion, and in, in the way I look at this stuff. When I feel these these feelings now, because of some of the um, reading I've done and some of the ways I've looked at these things in my you know forty years on this planet, and understanding that I I am a anxiety depressed not always depressed but you know prone to depression worrier type person, and that's just who I am. Now, there are things I can do sometimes when I feel that way. Again, sometimes I just kind of get immersed in whatever I'm doing, and that helps. And um, not even necessarily, you know, like just just little things. You know, again, like when my kids got home from school yesterday, I just tried to take like five, ten minutes and just ask them about their day and, and what would you do or how would that go or, you know, and just even though my self-centeredness might not allow me to really care I try to make myself care. It's hard for me. And, you know, sit down and play a video game with my with my with my boy. Strictly not because again, a lot of people I'm gonna get off topic here. I'm just gonna shut this down. I was gonna start talking about fear and guilt again, but we're not gonna go there. God, it's been hot here. It's been like 114. They've set some records this week and <laughs> and uh it, it, it's it's I don't know. I, I like living here because it. Um, I'll take the heat over the cold for sure. And on this Friday morning, I think it's already in the 90s, and it's like six in the morning. That's it's gonna be a warm one today. But I'm gonna go through my day and just just be. I don't have to feel great today. You know, I don't have to feel good. I am just a person. And I'm no different than this guy driving next to me in his pickup with his truck. Well, I'll never know ever in my life. He's got a day. He's got a life. He might feel worse than me right now. And that's not even that I feel bad. I just feel very empty today. And uh, that's okay. I'll deal with it. Uh, I'm, I'm not going to fight it. I'm going to accept it's how I feel. And move on. I'm not going to turn to God not gonna you know it's interesting because i'm uh I'm, i've been completely oh, i'm at 15 minutes but I'll, i'm gonna wrap this up but uh, i'll end with this i would just if you if you haven't looked at anything you know look at um i when we were in uh utah for the for the tournament we went to salt lake city for a couple days for games and we ended up going down town salt lake city and looking at the temple and the whole thing went into a couple of their museums and since we've gotten back, I've been a little bit obsessed with the Mormon, Joseph Smith, and Brigham Young, and some of these things, and it's interesting stuff. I mean, you 
you look at how influential we can be as human beings, it's, it's pretty amazing. Um, I'm not going to disparage their religion or anything like that because, you know, sometimes people look at the ridiculousness of the, you know, this Joseph Smith supposedly talking to God and writing down in the Book of Mormon and dictating it through stones or whatever. And it's not any more ridiculous than what we believe about you know, the Bible, the the regular Bible and Jesus and all that stuff. So, I mean, it's just a more modern present day ridiculous story, you know? And when I use the word ridiculous, I'm really not trying to be demeaning in any way. I'm just saying that it's just so unfathomable, you know? Um, but just, if if you're, if you're bored and you want to look up something interesting this weekend, look up the Joseph Smith and the Book of, you know, and Mormons and kind of the beginnings of that whole thing. It's it's pretty fascinating stuff. So take care.